What is going on, guys? It's your boys back with the JC and the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Lee. Some people call me the Truth, but my co-host, Chris. Today, we will be discussing one of the greatest times of the year, at least for sports, March Madness. Now, Chris, as we all know, March is a great month for sports, right? Now, obviously, there's no football on, but you got free agency come, you know, going. Uh, you got the draft to be ready for. Uh, hockey and, and uh, basketball are usually moving towards the playoffs. Um, you know, things a little bit different now with COVID. Um, and then, obviously, you got college basketball and baseball starting up. But, you know, we're here to talk about college basketball, right? We got ourselves March Madness. Now, we all know everyone's going to make about 100 brackets, just praying that they can get that perfect one, praying that, that they can win. Uh, but, you know, this is, just, this is just one of the best times of the year. What do you got? Yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm sorry, Christmas, but this is the most wonderful time of the year. There's truly nothing like March Madness. I remember we, as we went to high school together, you know, we, we gather around fourth, fifth period lunches, and they would have all the games on TV. You sit with your friends, you compare brackets, you have banter back and forth while your banter sucks, while your, ban while your bracket's great. So it truly is a great time. And I know I, I get jitters in my stomach and my chest every time of the year making bra brackets, just thinking about the games going on. So it definitely is super, super exciting. I can't wait to see what this tournament has in store for us this year. So what we've done for you guys is me and Lee have come together and collaborated our own bracket. And we're going to spare you all 68 teams that are in the bracket. And we kind of close it down to the Elite Eight and, you know, with our final, final stages of the bracket. So we're going to go through our teams in the Elite Eight, give our case as to why we think they're going to win, what we like about each team, even throw in some teams that, you know, can shock us or teams that are really going to disappoint us. So we're going to go from there, then break it down to our final four, and then bring it down to our teams that we are, think are going to clash in the championship. So Lee, take it away and start us off. 100%, Chris, you hit the nail on the head there. But let me make this clear from, uh, from the beginning. You know, neither of us are experts on this, right? <laughs> you know, we, we have watched as much college basketball as we can, but, you know, it's, it is hard to keep up with all these teams, you know. But let's just start off with the easiest one of them all, Gonzaga. Right, this team, as we always have every now and then, we have ourselves an undefeated team going into the tournament. You always tell yourself, is this team going to keep it going? Can they, you know, deal with the limited rest and just go in and play in these hard teams left and right? Can they keep it going? Well, Gonzaga, 26 and 0. You know, there's really not much to say about this team except the fact that they just purely dominate the competition that they play. You know, they're they have had. Uh, very few close games, but their veteran leadership, their great coaching has really given them a push. And honestly, Gonzaga is probably a team that most people are going to have going to their finals, maybe getting knocked down the final four. But I think most people have them either in their finals or their final four. So to be honest with you here, I think I got to go Gonzaga here. Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's an easy pick. They're, they're battle tests. I mean, the guys are absolutely amazing. Jalen Suggs, in my opinion, I think he's going to be a top five draft pick in the in the upcoming draft. And Drew Timmy has really has really bought into himself and become an outstanding player this season. So um, it is exciting to see them. And like you said, I think there is an added pressure of being undefeated. You look at the Patriots back, you know, back over a decade a decade ago. Which is, I can't believe I'm saying that no, over a decade ago um, with the Giants. I mean, there is pressure with undefeated teams. So I don't know if Gonzaga is going to crack under pressure. Like you were saying, I would say at least 70% of brackets are going to have Gonzaga in a Final Four or e probably even in championship. That's how good they've been this season. But just to talk about the team that 
they're playing. I also have Gonzaga as my pick. But I do like Iowa. I think they are another team that's, you know, played in a conference that isn't isn't a cakewalk, to say the least. They're led by Luca Garza, who I think behind behind Kate Cunningham is the second best player in college basketball. The guy is a monster. I mean, he's he can hit threes. He can rebound well. His defense is pretty well, too. He's, he's a do-it-all kind of guy. And they have some good shooters on the outside, too. They have Jordan Bohannon and Joe Weiskamp. And they have, they have good coaching with um, Fran McCaffrey. He's, he's a decent coach, and they have the experience. They've been, they've been there before, and, you know, they know how to operate in close game situations. So I don't think we can count Iowa out right now. They have played a lot of quad one games this season. They've played 13 games in quad one and have seven wins, which isn't bad, but they've played good teams this season. So I don't think we can count them out. I think it's going to be a good game, especially with someone like Luca Garza on the inside giving them headaches all game. But I do think Gonzaga is ultimately going to is going to win the game. Like it's, it can't pick against them that early. So um, look for them to, to be strong. And, you know, we, I think we, we were talking about as we were collaborating our brackets, there were a few teams that we do like in the West region. And I'll start off, I, I like USC. I think Evan Mobley is another top five pick in this draft. I would not be shocked to see, you know, USC make a nice little run. Maybe they're not going to get to Elite Eight, maybe the Sweet 16. But they're another team that can that can get there for sure. Yeah, and I listen. I I actually have you know I I very much was close to putting USC um, into that uh, conversation. Just kind of like it was kind of tough for me. But I actually also had um, a team to look at here. I really thought that um, I really thought that Oregon had a chance to make a run. To be honest, but I'm not firmly sure. If they can get past Iowa, but I, I do yeah. think if they do, they can get to that um that conversation against Gonzaga. But you know, I, I really do think that sticking with Gonzaga and Iowa really is the safer pick here. But that's going to lead us into the East, right? So now, as you're going to tell here, this is the only part of our bracket where we don't have both uh, a one seed on either side. Now, Chris, why is that for us? You know, I think as we're talking and sitting here. We were not completely sold on Michigan. Yeah, Michigan is a good team. They're led by Juwan Howard, who has completely reshaped Michigan's basketball program. And it's amazing to see them back on top, even though they didn't lose the national championship a few years ago. But, you know, they're the top college basketball again. They're a great team. Great, you know, what you think of Michigan, you think of a great defensive team. But I don't know. I'm not sold on Michigan as that top team, as a one seed. They did lose one of their key players. I forgot who was reading it before. They lost him for, I think it was a foot uh, stress fra- fracture in his foot. So that, you know, it, it's hard to lose players at this time of the year. I'm not completely sold on them. So as you see, we have a 4-3 matchup in our lead eight here. Yeah, and honestly, like, I'm right there with you, you know, and I'm not really huge on Alabama either. I don't think uh, either of these teams – I think they're a little too streaky for me. You know, mm-hmm. I – um. I've definitely heard a lot going into the, the tournament about Alabama and, you know, it's all about, you know, hopefully their consistency can remain or, you know, they're going to, they're going to struggle. So to be honest here, yeah, to start us off with Florida, right? Florida state, Florida state, I really think they're a very talented group. And I really do think that they can make a run through this bracket. Now, obviously they, they have no easy ride. You know, they're going to have to play Michigan. They're going to have to, you know, Obviously, they're going to get – hopefully, they get past their uh, their first round. But then they're going to have to play, you know, either Georgetown or Colorado. That's not going to be an easy game. But then hopefully, you know, if they can get to that point with Michigan, they can upset them because that, for them, is going to be the hardest game to get into the, the, the Elite Eight. 
However, we do have some other teams, though, that I do think can make a run in this. There's a lot of upset potentiality here in the East. You know, you got teams like UConn, Texas, um, as we have Texas here. Uh, you know, FSU is another team. Like, there's a lot of um, potentiality for upsets here. Obviously, I'm repping UConn. You know, that was from a college visit ages ago. But yeah, I, I, I got <laughs> I got FSU coming um, into the Elite Eight. What do you uh, What do you got about Texas? Yeah, so just before I touch on Texas, I think, like you said, you, you nailed it there perfectly. This is, a, this is a side of the bracket where I had a little trouble making because I saw a lot of teams that could potentially get to the lead eight. Um, as you said, UConn, led by James Knight, who's another, I would say, top 10 pick in this draft. The guy is outstanding. He's one of the quickest, fastest, and probably best all-around players in college basketball. So, you know, a team can get hot at the right time. Yes, they did lose in the Big East tournament. But when you have someone like James Knight, as you start the team, it's hard to count them out. So UConn is a team that I'll be behind. You know, I, I do I do like them too. But also Georgetown. I mean, Georgetown is a team that absolutely just turned it on out of absolutely nowhere. They played 500 basketball for the regular season. They come into the Big East tournament. They blow out my school. Well, not blow them out, but they played a good game. They lost by a point. But then moving forward, the next two, three games, that's that. They absolutely demolished their competition. They beat Creighton in the Big East finals by 30 points. That's unheard of. Creighton is a good basketball team. You know, we don't have them in our Elite Eight, but they still are a good basketball team. That You know, Big East is not an easy conference to go through. So I think Patrick Ewing has his team clicking at the right time. Whenever you have a guy like Patrick Ewing at the helm, you can't count, you can't count a team out. They have a talented group of freshmen and sophomores there. So I don't know. I mean, Georgetown, you know, maybe they continue their hot run from the Big East tournament and keep it going. So that's another team you would not be shocked to see pop up Sweet 16, maybe if they get really lucky, Elite Eight. But one team that me and, and Lee both really like is Texas. I think Texas is a great team. Um, they're led by Shaka Smart. They got off to an outstanding start, but then Coach, Coach Smart ends up getting COVID for a few weeks. And, you know, a coach is a very important part of your team. So they struggled a little bit without him. They play in probably, I mean, not probably, they play in definitely the best conference in college basketball this year in the Big 12. All the teams in the Big 12 are outstanding. And, um, you know, to go 19-7 in that conference is, is very impressive. I think they have the best trio of guards in college basketball and Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, and Matt Coleman. Those three guys are very quick, can shoot the ball very well. But that's, that's going to be a problem. If they can get consistency out of their guards and even some of their forwards in each game, with shooting the three ball, that's going to that's be their key to success. So if, if Texas can shoot the ball well, that's going to take them a long way in this tournament. So I like Texas. We both have Texas moving on into our final four, you know, yep. crossing our fingers that we're, again, lucky here. But that's our that's a wrap-up on the East. Yeah, probably won't. Uh, probably going to, you know, blow it somehow. If I've seen this before, <laughs> this is what happens with March Madness. But now let's get into the South, right? So obviously we – Go right back to having a one seed here. Uh, we have Baylor versus Arkansas. Now, obviously, there is a, a lot surrounding Baylor. You know, defensively, they're a good team. They have the number one, I believe, the number one three-point percentage uh, in the whole tournament, at least based off of, like, actual percentage numbers. I think it's close to 42%, which is just absurd. But overall, I think Baylor, you know, battling through a, you know, a very uh, – a very good conference with the big 12. You know, I just feel like they're a very good veteran group 
with a incredible three-point attack. I think their defense is pretty solid. I, I feel like definitely having them here is the right move against an Arkansas team, which, you know, I think is very good. But I just feel like Baylor is a great team, and I think they just have the potentiality here to move to the next round. Yeah, I, th I think they're a great team, too. They're, they're fun to watch. Another team that's in the Big 12 that only lost two games. So they, they've played the best of the best all year, and I, I, like, um, I like Baylor, too. But just to, you know, talk about Arkansas, I think Arkansas is one of those teams that are clicking at the right time. And at this point in time, I don't care what sport you're talking about, that's one of the most important things that any team can have going into a tournament or playoff game. Momentum. It's it's super important. I think Arkansas has a lot of momentum. Going, you know, closing out the regular season, they won 12 games in a row. They did lose in the semifinals to LSU. It's a team that another team that can shock a lot of people in this tournament. We forgot to mention them before. But they're a team that has momentum. They've been playing well all season. They won 22-6 and six in an SEC, SEC conference that – is good. It's not great, but it is a good conference. They're led by a spectacular freshman, Moses Moody, who's, who probably should be another high pick in this draft. So we can't count Arkansas out, but I think they're, they don't match up tremendously with Baylor. So I'm going to have to give the edge to Baylor here too. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it's, it's once again, the upset potentiality is there. Um, but you know, it's, I just feel like it's, once again, it's the safer pick. And honestly, when it comes to March madness, the safer pick is like usually wrong, but you know, we just right. want to give ourselves, we just want to give ourselves a little bit of a leeway here. I'm going to, I'm going to stay with Baylor. Yeah. Just, just throw that in there. You know, I, I don't, <laughs> I have to talk about my own school before we move out of the South. <laughs> um, they are one team that I think is, I mean, we were talking about before. I, I hate saying it about my own school, but I think Villanova has, a really good chance of being bounced in Friday's game. Yep. And not, you know, it's hard to count out against Jay Wright. I think Jay Wright, in my opinion, I'm, I'm going to try and make it unbiased as possible. <laughs> I think Jay Wright's probably a top five coach in college basketball. So it, it is hard to count out um, Villanova in this game. I just think the loss of Colin Gillespie is very hard for him to overcome, as we've seen in the few games that they've played without him. The offense hasn't been clicking as well. Guys aren't getting as open shots. You know, he is the leader of that team. And to replace that in this time of the year with such short notice is a hard task to do for even a coach like Jay Wright. So it is going to be tough for them. I think if they could sneak away from Winthrop, I think a team like Winthrop is a team that's perfectly built to beat them. High-scoring uh, high team, efficient team on offense, takes a lot of shots, good three-point shooting team. But I think if Villanova can escape Winthrop in the first round, they have a good chance of beating Purdue, or I believe it's Purdue and North Texas. So I think they could make a little bit of a run if they can get through Winthrop, but it would also wouldn't shock us if they get out in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I know you really root for your boys. I think I have them getting upset in the first round in my bracket, but, you know, <laughs> I, I hope for your sake they don't, you know, make you want to pull your hair out as much as they usually do. <laughs> Um, but that leads us to the final step here, which is the Midwest, where we have our one seed in Illinois versus the three seed in West Virginia. Now, this is their first, um, you know, led by Brad Underwood in the Big Ten. Illinois is another dominant team. They got two explosive – they got um, some explosive playmakers on the team. But, you know, for them, you just got to really hope that they can keep up with, uh, you know, a, a good team like West Virginia. But one thing I'm seeing a lot of is, you know, over – out of all these one seeds, I'm seeing a lot of people lean towards Illinois as their top seed. Now, granted, 
I have no reason to say no or yes, but I, I do think it is, is kind of, it is kind of interesting that I have a lot of, I've seen a lot of people have them in their finals over a team like Gonzaga. So, you know, for, for me that like reading a little bit about it, like that was enough for me to actually have Illinois going to the finals in my bracket and even winning my bracket. But, you know, obviously here, with things a little bit differently, but I still got Illinois going over West Virginia in the first, uh, in the round here in the big, uh, excuse me. I, I think, you know, you, you said it perfectly. We have to remember when we're doing these brackets, a lot of times people will recognize that Gonzaga, you know, for two guys that said here, I watch a lot of Villanova games. I know you occasionally watch college basketball teams. It's easy for us to pick out that Gonzaga is the best team in college basketball. Yeah. Right. So I think when people are making these brackets, a lot of times they want to try and stand out with other bracket picks. Gonzaga is the easy pick in it is. making a final champion. Like we were saying before, it wouldn't be shocked if 70% of people have them in the final four or uh, in the championship. So I think a team like Illinois, obviously they are one seed. I think a lot of people will start, you know, leaning towards them to win the championship. So I do agree with you. Um, they are led by two absolutely brilliant playmakers in AU Tsumu and Kofi Cockburn. Kofi Cockburn is an absolute monster down low. I, I love to see him match up against um, Luca Garza, but I don't even know. That would have to be like some kind of championship game, so I don't even know if that's going to happen, but um, Kofi Cockburn is almost unguardable down low, so it's going to be a game, good game, but let's not discount West Virginia at all. Whenever you have a team led by Bob Huggins and you have Press Virginia, they're a tough out, as we've seen in previous tournament years. They um, won 18-9 in the Big 12, another good Big 12 team. They have four scores who are average double digits uh, points led by Miles McBridge. They are, they are a good team. So we can't count them out yet, but I also have to agree with you here, Lee. I do like Illinois. I'm a big fan of them behind. Uh, they're behind Villanova for me as my second favorite team in the tournament. I have them going far in all my brackets as well. Yeah. And listen, once again, as we always go into uh, the upset potentiality here, it, it is there, obviously Cade Cunningham's team, you know, he's going to lead, uh, Hopefully he can lead Oklahoma State to um, a good run for his sake. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. Um, you know, obviously, I know there's a, a big game, at least from what I've seen, is the Battle of San Diego State and Syracuse, because a lot of people actually have the winner of that game going over West Virginia. Now, for us, I know we decided to to keep West Virginia here, but that is another huge game when it comes to upset potentiality. I, I've seen some people have orange, their orange going all the way to the Elite Eight. I've seen some people put them in the Final Four. Now, obviously, once again, for us, we stuck with West Virginia, but what do you have to say about that? I think that's, you know, I think it's a perfect, perfectly logical explanation. March is a time of happiness, sadness, and completely utter shock, as we've seen with Loyola Chicago two years back. No one expected that kind of tournament run. Or even when Virginia lost as a first time ever as one seed has been taken down by a 16 seed. Um, it's a perfectly, you know, you can't, it's easy to banter back and forth one person, say, oh, your bracket's horrible. But people are making picks each year that say, how did you make that pick? What, what did you know that we didn't know? So, you know what? Anything could happen this time of the year, as we all know. So, you know, anyone who has some wacky explanation and it works out, good for you, man. But remember, <laughs> we're just two guys who are probably going to get 50% on these brackets. and <laughs> Probably less than that. Probably less. But move on with our lives after that. Exactly. But, um, you know, we have put some thought into these games and tried to give our best possible explanation for them. So, with that wrapping up, I think we covered a lot of teams that – we are excited about in the Elite Eight and teams that can possibly get there um, and teams that are going to probably disappoint us as well. And so with that, uh, we're going to move forward into always. our – Yeah, as always. We're going to move into our Final Four. 
Now, as we have here, a um, little bit less explanation, obviously, as we know that, um, you know, we've kind of explained these teams already here. We have Gonzaga battling Texas, and, you know, obviously me and Chris are very high on Texas. But, you know, that's the problem. You know, you could be as high on a team as you want, but then here they go facing the undefeated Gonzaga team, and you start thinking to yourself, at what point do I have this team's run ending? Do I have them possibly beating Gonzaga? Do I have them beating the undefeated team? If Gonzaga is going to lose to a team, who is it going to be? Sadly, I don't think it's going to be to Texas. I, I believe Texas is a great team, and they're going to have a great run. I think they will get to the Final Four, as I, not just in this bracket. I have this also in my bracket. I have Texas here. Um, but, you know, I'd really like to say that I think Gonzaga will continue their undefeated run into the finals here. I agree with you, too. I think Texas Texas' absolute best game might be Gonzaga's one of their worst games. And that's not to discount Texas or anything. I think they're a great team. But that's just to show you how strong Gonzaga has been throughout this whole season. They have completely dominated, like you said before, completely dominated most teams they've played. Yeah, they struggled in a few games, but they've shown they have the talent and the leadership and the coaching to get through those rough patches in, in certain games. So I think Gonzaga definitely should get past a team like Texas here. Like we said, it could be any other team that we've talked about in the Elite Eight. But I think no matter who Gonzaga is playing here, bearing anything really weird or an injury, I think Gonzaga should be the team that pushes through to the championship round. Yep. And, uh, you know, they will enter, they will enter with a chance to complete an undefeated season. So here we go. Next up, we have the battle of the South and the Midwest, which is Illinois versus Baylor. Now I know we, we talked a little bit about this, you know, there was a lot of uh, talk about Baylor and, you know, that, that top shooting three point, uh, three-point team you know they they've got a great they got good defense going on but you know we still kind of lean towards Illinois but I know this for us was this was kind of like a coin flip because you know we really do like both teams here and you know neither of these teams would really be a shock to beat the other obviously we did lead towards Illinois because as I explained uh, before like I just I'm hearing so much and obviously it's been hard to watch all college basketball but from what I've read I've been hearing so much about Illinois being in the finals against you know whoever team you have and and they're they just have they, they, it just seems like they're led by their their leadership has just been great all year their team has been very well put together so I'd like to say I still have Illinois winning but you know once again Baylor top three-point shooting team and great defense I would not be surprised to see them shock Illinois here this is this was a really hard pick for me like you were just saying it's really a flip-flop um I, I really love Baylor I love how they shoot the three ball and I think if Baylor can go out in this game once again this situation we're not saying that any of this is going to happen this is just what we think is going to happen um but if they get to this game and they shoot the three ball really really well and they get out to a huge lead against Illinois Illinois might be in trouble. They have a good three-point shooter, um, Illinois, and Trent Frazier. And obviously, we said they have great inside presence between Kofi Cockburn and uh, Sumo can do it all. So, you know, it is it is a little troubling if that is a scenario that plays out. Illinois is a good team that can climb back from deficits as we've seen them do so, so many times this year. But Baylor is one of those teams, if they get the lead, it's, it's going to be hard to play back against them. But I'm going to side with Illinois. Um, once again, big fan of them. I, I think Kofi Cockburn is just too much to stop inside. I think he has the ability to absolutely take over any game, no matter what team he's playing. So I'm going to stick with Illinois here, and that's going to lead us into our championship round. 100%. And to be honest with you here, Chris, I know this was a flip-flop for us. So we're both going to explain 
Uh, I'll have you explain your reasoning, but my reasoning is, is pretty simple here. Now, as we know, when it comes to March Madness, right, anything can happen. Any reasoning you have for a specific team winning, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, it matters to you. That's good enough. <laughs> People have friends that go to, you know, I don't know, some random 16 seed school. They have them winning in the first round because, oh, my friend goes there. Like, it's whatever reasoning you come up with. So here's my reasoning for why I think Illinois will beat Gonzaga. We have not had an undefeated team win since 1975-76 season, which I believe was Indiana. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to believe that it will happen this year. So my pick of Illinois is purely off the fact that I do not think we will have an undefeated team win this year. Interesting. So do you – no matter what team plays Gonzaga, may oh, okay. Well, wait, wait a second. <laughs> maybe not. No matter what team. Like, no, I, like, I'm saying, I'm saying a good team. So maybe, yeah. So if Baylor, team, if Baylor were seat. to get here, if Baylor were to get here, I think I'd still, I'd still lean, I'd still probably lean towards Baylor because I just Baylor? don't see it happening. There's too many odds pointing towards it not happening. They are a great team. They are the probably the best team in the tournament, but it just can't happen. There's too much pressure. I, I have to lean with Illinois here. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but I just haven't seen any weaknesses in Gonzaga's game. I, I really haven't. And you know, No one saw maybe, any weaknesses in the Patriots game. Just going <laughs> to Just gonna throw that out there. Just going to throw that out there. No, you're, you're right, though. And I, I don't know. For, for me as a fan, I've watched maybe six, seven Gonzaga games this year. I, I followed most of my – I'm a big fan of Jalen Suggs um, is playing – but I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough weaknesses that, that tell me that Gonzaga is going to lose a game in this tournament. But once again, it's March. We could be wrong. But I, I'm a big fan of Gonzaga. I think they have four amazing, amazing players, followed by very solid bench players and role players as well. So I don't know. I, I can't see them losing. But I wouldn't be shocked if Illinois pulls it off. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Gonzaga. I'm probably wrong. These two teams probably won't even be in the finals. We'll they, they'll probably get knocked out in the Elite Eight. <laughs> we'll have to rip off our brackets. We'll have to end this podcast and, uh, and call it a career. But uh, I think this is the most likely outcome. You look at the public. You look at the public's, you know, the, uh, public's picks and who they're taking. You, have, you see majority of people cramming in these two teams. In exactly. The and that's what makes I, you think they're not going to win. Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, I think these two are the safest picks. Um, I know for brackets that I'm going to be in, for you know if it's for money or anything like that and it's my advice to you guys too if you're in a bracket this is these two teams are the easy two teams to pick yeah. to go to the finals 100 you'll probably you be know, in the same space as like 80 percent of the people in the brackets correct so you're probably not gonna win because of that but like right. listen you want to put like a florida state in here and win and go for it. That's, for that's my good advice too i'd be happy because for because when you put these two teams in the finals you don't have a lot of room to wiggle in other games. So those games in the first round that are worth a point, those games in the second round are worth two points. Those points start to mean everything for you. So, you know, what I'm going to try and do in my brackets, yeah, it's not going to look the prettiest, but I'm going to try and do something that helps my brackets stand out a little bit and really just try and ride one team that is in Gonzaga or Illinois to go into the championship to try and, you know, get some more points because getting a team to the championship, I believe it's 16 points and, or yeah, it's like eight that. or sixteen points. So that's a lot. I mean, that's that's a bracket winner right there. So if yeah. you can pick a team that not a lot of people have to get to the championship and they do hit, 
you're looking pretty damn good. So yep. if you want to pick a Gonzaga to win the championship, go for it. But maybe you throw a team, a three or a four seed, maybe a Texas or I don't know, another four seed that can come in there and shock someone or even, I don't know, a six seed. Well, I like Texas Tech a lot too. We didn't even talk about Texas Tech. Yeah, maybe no. a team like Texas Tech to go in there too, but maybe it doesn't fit with that bracket. But I don't know. Get, you know, get weird. Get, get a little different. And uh, in the words of our friend, guys, get weird. Get weird. <laughs> uh but you know, overall, I think this has just been um, this has just been you know a really tough thing for us because you know there's just so many options, there's so many different ways to go with it. Um, but yeah, here we are. It, it, it took us uh, you know to the finals to finally disagree on something here. But you know, here we are in the finals. And all I want to say is thank you guys for listening to the JC and the Truth podcast. Comment your bracket below who you got in the finals, who you got in the Elite Eight, who you got uh, in the Final Four, who you got winning. Comment it all below. I would, um, we'll, we'll try to reply to as many comments as we can, but thank you guys for listening to the JC and the truth podcast. Tune in next week and we will see you all soon.